Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Sex in the Bull City. I'm Dr. Sophia Caudill, and I am joined today by my esteemed colleague, Allison Sanderson. And we're going to talk today about um, connection and the importance of connecting during this coronavirus crisis. So today is March, Tuesday, the 23rd, I believe. No, 24th, the 24th. And, and we're talking about connecting. So um, Allison and I, we've, we've chatted a couple of times and exchanged some emails. And we met last week, actually, as a, as a group. And we thought it would be really helpful for us to just have a very comfortable, relaxed conversation about um, you know, how important connection is during this time of physical distancing. I'm purposefully not calling it social distancing because I think um, when we say social, that really implies something that is so important that we're not doing. And like what Allison and I are doing right now is social. So we are connecting with each other and then hopefully we're connecting with more people. Uh, y'all are either listening to us or watching us. Um, and, and so this is a connection. So, um, but, but we're not physically connected. So she's in, where are you, in Apex? I'm in Apex. So Allison's yeah. in Apex. I'm in Durham. We're still connecting. Um, we're just not physically together. And so I'm not calling it social distancing. I'm, I'm purposefully saying physical distancing, you know, so we can be clear about that. But um, this connection is really important to me that I'm having today with Allison. Like, it, it helps affirm my my tools and and my emotional health to be able to process this with Allison with someone like Allison so this is a real connection for me that y'all will get to witness but hopefully in this conversation that Allison and I have you'll also learn some tools and skills that you can practice on your own uh, with your partner with your family with friends with coworkers, with anyone that's in your life but really also we're going to talk about some self-care that's going to be just for you and yourself um, so anyway, we're going to have a conversation about connections. So Allison, thanks for being here with me. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for doing this. And I, I really like how you make that distinction between um, social distancing and physical distancing. Um, because I, 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 you know, the, the term isolation comes up, right? Well, when we talk about social distancing, we need to isolate ourselves. And that's actually, it's not true. Right, we need to physically isolate ourselves. Um, however, um, you know we're not isolate. It's not important to isolate ourselves socially. We've got to connect, and you know, hopefully, this will give us the um, the sense of how important it is. It's a human biological need to connect with one another. Um, we're creatures of connection, and so um, it's just important for us to. Um, consciously connect in a way that is different than what we're used to. So yeah, this is a great opportunity to talk about that. Yeah, I'm already like really digging what you're saying at the beginning. Um, Conscious connection, consciousness is a word I've been using a lot uh, this year. Being fully conscious and present is hard work. Mm -hmm. And and like you're saying, um, we are just having to use different tools to connect. So we still can connect, but we have to be very conscious about it. So it may not be happening in the organic ways that we're used to, like when we might we might catch up with our friends on the weekend or something like that. 
those things are, yeah. are, are not possible physically. Um, although we still can do that through Zoom and through FaceTime and, and, and technology. Um, and so, you know, there's, we just have to be more creative and we have to be very conscious about it. So I really like that you're bringing up that word consciousness and conscious connection. Thanks for that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's true. And I, I think we've all been accustomed to, um, being around each other socially and I'm um, at the workplace, wherever we are. Um, but still we're not necessarily connecting. Right, we're pre- we are in the presence of others, but are we really connecting? And I think this um, virus, um, the situation, is giving us some pause to think. Well, what is connection? And when I reach out to someone via Zoom or whatever, how do I want to connect with them? What's important? Um, how you know? What do I need to ask myself? What do I need to um, ask about the other person? What do we need to share? Um, that feels good and right and supportive and is what I need as a person. Whereas before, I think that we took that for granted and we didn't really connect necessarily, you know? So, um, you know, just a a little bit more about the the conscientiousness of, you know, how we connect and and why. Yeah, and um, so I, I love that. So it sounds like what you're saying is along with that being more conscious and and the ways that we connect, it's also that maybe we're using like different parts of our brain almost to to try to connect differently because we used to think that just being around each other was enough and we didn't have to try so hard. It it would sort of just happen, but but was it really happening or were we just in close proximity to each other? Two two totally different concepts, yeah. Right. And I think with, you know, technology and everyone's on their phones, I mean, there is this illusion of connection, but are we truly connecting? Um, yeah. So, you know, and I think, I think now where we're, we're home now and to think about like, what do we really need? You know, what, um, what, what kind of connection do we need? Um, or, and want, do we need and want, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it brings up a lot of stuff. I know which, which way do we want this conversation to go? It can go a hundred ways. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to take my little ball of stuff and put it here and then like, I'm going to get back to, cause a whole bunch of stuff just came up. And so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm going to get to like, um, well, I, I first want to say like, let, let's, let me get back to kind of like what we're doing here at Bull City and as therapists, we're primarily doing therapy like this um, with, you know, through Zoom. We have a secure platform and, you know, I, I've been using Zoom for a long time with clients, you know, when, when somebody needs an extra session and they're out of town or we have three practices. So I've got people all over the state which is great. Um, But, you know, just to sort of make this real for everyone, for anyone who's not sure if teletherapy is right for them, I've got to say that last week I had one of the very best sessions I've ever had with someone I've been seeing for two years. And he's a lovely young man um, in his young 20s and is used to being on technology a lot. Like that's how his brain works. And so we had 
a, a fabulous session. And we both talked about at the end of the session, like what an amazing session it was for him. <laughs> and it was just really great. And, you know, if ever I was not clear that we can do really phenomenal, effective therapy through the computer or through other technology, um, that was just so lovely. Like it was someone I knew well, we had already, you know, built our rapport, had a great relationship, but it went, it went even deeper because it was a, a forum that, that he was actually maybe a little more comfortable with. And um, it just was really great. And so, you know, I just, I just kind of want to tell whoever's listening that, um, that if you need support, this is really a great way to get it. And it's safe physically and you'll be healthy also inside and out. So it's a, it's a good option, but, but you're right, Allison, he and I had to be fully present during that session. We had to both be very conscious about where we were going and what we were doing. And we were, we were tracking each other and staying with each other. And, um, it, you know, we were both conscious. And so it was really, you know, you do have to sort of potentially use different parts of your brain when we're doing this kind of connecting because it's not like we're just sitting next to each other and and are there right right well I'm so glad that session went well I also I had an EMDR session recently via zoom and for folks who don't know what that is it's um it's a form of therapy that processes trauma and it uses eye movements and um and you know, there was sort of a question, well, is this going to work online? And it actually, it worked beautifully. And um, the client processed a lot of trauma, maybe even um, more than what we've been able to do um, face-to-face. So even uh, modalities like EMDR um, can be very effective via teletherapy. Um, yeah, that's so, awesome. Yeah, yeah. It works. It, yeah. it does, yeah. And, and you know, we're 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 trying things. I'm actually going to be trying some encounter centered couples therapy, um, via teletherapy, uh, this week and next week. And, um, and I think it's going to go pretty well. So I'll report back on that. But so, um, you know, what you and I are doing right now is, is a way of, of conscious connecting. And so what are, what are some other, what are some things that we can, we can highlight for people to, um, be doing that can help them first how can we stay let's talk let's start I always like to start with myself how can we mm-hmm. how can we be connected to ourselves what ideas do you have uh, yeah I mean I think that's um, that's a great question because I think in our everyday um, you know rat race most of us are really not that connected to ourselves and so the slowing down sort of forces us to notice what's happening inside of ourselves and I think for a lot of people right now, um, there's tremendous anxiety and fear. Um, and it's very easy to get sucked into that negative spiral. Um, you know, people are spreading the fear and the anxiety like the virus itself. And so be aware if you are, um, you know, if you're spreading that. And, um, and I think first we need to be um, conscious of what thoughts we're having, what we're feeding ourselves in terms of information, um, and to notice that we don't have to identify with those fearful and anxious thoughts. Um, yes, we acknowledge it, that there's fear, that there might be fear, and that's natural and normal, and that we are 
all experiencing that world globally. I mean, I think it's just a human response to have some fear and anxiety about what's happening. And um, we don't have to run with it. You know, we don't have to identify it. So sitting with it and intentionally noticing it and then letting it go um, and then connecting to a deeper place of centeredness and groundedness and peacefulness that we all are capable of connecting to um, so that when we do connect with others, um, it's coming from that place. Um, and I think um, it'll be a much more genuine connection that will be spreading that, that centeredness and connection um, instead of the fear. And I think for those of us that have children at home, it's very important for us to, um, to be grounded so that they have a sense of safety. And, um, you know, they're going to mirror what, what our mood is, right? Even if we're not aware of it. So if we are, um, have this underlying sense of fear and anxiety, um, our kids are going to be reflecting that and they're going to, they're already hyper. They're going to be acting out even more. Um, but if we can have some, um, peace and centeredness, um, they are going to be reflecting that more too. Um, and it's easier said than done. Yeah, it's not always easy, thinking. especially with young children at home. It's very, very stressful. Um, and if your partner or spouse is home too, I mean, you're in a small space and yeah, so taking this time for self-care. And like we were talking about earlier, Sophia, um, if you normally have a certain amount of time for self-care, double it, uh, maybe triple it, right? Um, but really take that seriously so that you can connect yourself to a healthy, grounded place. Yeah, I like everything that you said, but I, I was thinking that's easier said than done. Um, so, you know, getting to that that grounded, centered place, um while acknowledging fear, I think that that takes time to get to, but the way that, you know, the, the way to get there, at least for me, is to, for me right now, because, you know, there are other times I use other tools, but right now these are the tools that are working for me, is increasing my exercise. So I'm doing lots and lots of spinning on my Peloton bike, which I love. And, um, you know, I'm really internalizing the positive messages that I hear from them and other places. And I'm not allowing in the negative messages that I read online or that, um, you know, that I might hear. And, I, and I'm like you. I, I don't watch the news unless it's like, oh, I want to know what's going on with the coronavirus. I'm going to watch the news. And then I, I listen. I do what I need to do. But I don't internal. I don't bring it in. I, I listen, right. I know I, after I do this, 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 okay, move on. Um, and and really beefing up my self-care, uh, meditating for longer periods of time, maybe more than once if I can fit it in a day. Um, those are the things that let me get to that place of acknowledging my fear, like, whoa, I am really worried about finances, um, sure. you know, that's been like my, that's my little girl worry from when I was younger. And so it's like this and this whole, you know, COVID-19 is just one big trigger for everybody, like all the time. So right. it's like, you know, for me to be able to, um, be present with my family and clients, um, you know, I've got to be taking care of me first. And so it's just doing more of the self-care so that I can still be in my fear and 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 know that it's present, but I don't have to act on it. I can know, I can feel it. 
and I, and I can still eventually get grounded, but allow myself to actually feel that for as long as needs to happen. Cause, um, you know, I, I think it's important to know that during a time of crisis, it may not be good enough just to acknowledge the fear and let it go. It's going to sure. keep, we're going to keep bumping up against it. So just allow it to be felt and then let it go when it wants to go. It's kind of what I, what I do. Right. No, I think, I think everything you said is great. And, um, and process that fear with someone, you know, someone who you know can hold space for you and isn't going to judge you or tell you to calm down, that you're overreacting. Someone who can just be present with you as, um, and witness um, you as you share what you're scared about. And if you don't have anyone in your life, I mean, a, a therapist is a perfect person um, to hold space for you as you share what's coming up. And um, and sure, there's fear about the, the virus, um, but like you mentioned, it is bringing up everything for people. It's bringing up um, our marriages. It's bringing up um, dealing with our kids, maybe special needs children. It's bringing up our finances. I mean, it is um, it's bringing up absolutely everything and really forcing us to be um, with these important things that are, are very easy for us to push push aside, push aside in our in our normal day experience. Um, but I like how you are doubling down on your meditation and exercise course um it's so important um but i was thinking something else was coming up oh yeah just that we're all going to be experiencing different levels of fear at different times and some people are naturally more anxious than others and um there is no one right way to be responding to this and one day we may be totally cool and the next day we might begin to unravel and i think having patience with our loved ones um you know, if their level of anxiety is a lot higher than yours, um, so like I was saying before, just be able to hold space for them and not judge um, how they're responding because there's no precedent for this, right? Yeah. Um, and that's really a, a sign of, um, of compassion and love to just hold space for someone where they are without judgment. And I think, um, you know, for someone who's trying to keep it in and keep things under control and then they have a spouse who's really upset and anxious, there's a tendency to say, calm down, calm down. You know, I can't handle that level of anxiety right now. I don't want to um, deal with that in myself. So I'm going to, I'm going to sort of deny your anxiety. Um, and that just perpetuates disconnection and um, turmoil in a relationship. Um, so just acknowledging that we have different ways and that's okay, you know, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Some ways, um, and and you know, we were also talking before we started. We might do another um, video podcast just about couples in, in the next week or so because this really is. I mean, you specialize in couples. I I do as well. We do a lot of couples work, but um, you know, the the couples relationship is is like a little mini example of all of our um, strengths and assets and weaknesses and triggers. And so it's like, and that's, that's everything that's coming up now. And that's just like, all the things we didn't like about our spouse are like in our face. Yeah. And all the things that's that like, we know we don't do well are like, I just keep bumping up against that also. And it's like, Oh, come on. Is, am I still doing this? <laughs> you know? <laughs> So we'll we'll probably talk a little bit more about that later. But you kept saying hold space. 
that's not, that's like a, a, a therapy type word. Can you, I mean, phrase, can you explain, like, what does that mean to an, a regular average person? How do we hold space and how can we say that so that people can understand what, what they're, what they can offer to anybody that's around them? Well, I mean, ultimately I think it, um, well, actually, I think it could mean different things to different people. But for me, um, holding space is really gifting someone with your presence, you know, with your um, unconditional regard, uh, compassion, and just being present for whatever that person brings um, and not allowing um, what they say to trigger you. Right. Um, and if they and if you do get triggered, well, that's information. You know, what is that in me that's coming up um, that I need to be present with, that I need to hold space for? Um, so, you know, for me, holding space is um, being present. And it's, um, it's really a, a loving gift, you know, to give to somebody and to allow them um, a space to be genuine, you know, that they don't have to hide their feelings, that they will be okay um, in your presence. Um, and it's a, it's a safe place. Um, and so, yeah, that's what it is for me. And that's what I try to bring. Um, well, I try to bring that to everyone in my life, but especially with my clients, right? Yeah. Because many people have never really had anybody yeah. hold space for them. Um, even, you know, even their, their caregivers growing up or even their spouse may not know what that is. Yeah. And so it, some people, to have someone hold space for you can feel very vulnerable, right? Where you find the safety and the, really the, a certain amount of courage to be able to open up um, fully um, in the presence of someone else holding space. Yeah, I can see how that's that would take. I mean, you know that that's going to take practice getting used to that because that is going to be really unsafe for a lot of people, um, especially you know during a time like this when you know a lot of us. I mean, you know, most of us are getting triggered by our old stuff. Um, oh, yeah. It's just bringing up attachment wounds and and our, all of our attachment issues. Yeah, in all different ways, but. Yeah, it is, is not, it's really nice. I really like what you're saying, that it's so important to be able first to hold that space and, and that non-judgmental space for ourselves. So it's like, oh, my financial worries are getting triggered. Let me just be, be aware of that and let that happen. Like, okay, it's happening. There it is. And, and just honor it to happen, allow it to happen instead of being like, oh, don't feel that you know, but just be like, I know where this comes from. Okay. You know, I know I feel like I'm getting poked with all those triggers and, and just allowing that to happen in an understanding, caring, loving way to ourselves so right. that then we can actually, we have so much more to give to our families, our friends, our clients, you know, whoever's in our life. Um, but that's, that's so important. I mean, for me, it all gets back to self-care that like without self-care, you know, for me and my recovery and my work and everything just it goes down the tubes. Like first I've got to like do my work and take care of me so I can take care of others in the ways that yeah. it's appropriate for me to take care of them. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. Well, so, okay, we've talked about a lot of deep ways to, to connect. Let's talk about, um, I think that, that for families or couples or even people who are living alone, there's probably some really basic ways of connecting that, you know, with the age of technology, we've probably gotten away from, like board games, like, you know, playing cards, you know, really simple things that we can do um, with our families or our partners. And, um, and just that's, that's, those are great connecting activities that I think we used to take for granted. Like when you and I were, were younger, probably that's like all we did. We didn't have technology like we have now. Um, but let's talk, let's talk for a few minutes about some basic things that we can do just to connect with the people around us, either face to face or through technology. What are some ideas you have? Well, I mean, um, some of the things like you just said, um, you know, playing games with kids, I think, um, cooking, um, can be a really great way to connect and be creative and to feed ourselves. And, um, so, you know, we've been cooking a little bit more. My 16 year old son, um, he loves to bake desserts. So he likes to bake fancy desserts, right? It's like, I don't know where <laughs> how, this, how this came about, but so he's. Wor- I think he's working on cream puffs right now. He's researching how to make cream puffs. Oh wow! And um, he made a, a creme brulee. So he likes these sort of gourmet desserts. So I mean, that's just one, you know, one example. Um, I think getting outside in the yard. I mean, there's so many. Um, I don't know creative ways. I'm sure people can come up with at home. Um, and I think there might be a tendency um, because of the anxiety to get into doing mode, like what can I get done around the house? And yes, you know, I think it's important to, to do the things maybe we've been putting off, but not to get stuck in the oh and the doing, um, because we don't always connect really well in the doing, um, exploring the being versus the doing, right? Because we really connect the best when we are, um, you know, being or, you know, being and doing, you know, cooking together and being present in that way, right? Yeah, because projects can be just another way of numbing out. Right. Yeah, and we're we're just in the doing, we're not in the being, we're just checking out, turning off, and cleaning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really, really good distinction. Um, yeah, but some of the things that I think are um, helpful to connect, I mean, surprisingly, it's it's some of the things that, that I, already, I already do and that I encourage my clients to do. We just, like, invite others in. <laughs> so I'm not that creative. So it's like, you know, meditating together. Um, have, yeah, having the guided meditation allowed so everyone can hear it and everybody comes and gets comfortable. Um, you know, sure. praying together is another great thing that, that people can do. Um, and all of these things can actually exercising, a- exercising, home, home exercise, sure, for sure. And then you mentioned, um, actually a second ago, like going out in the yard, like gardening, like what a great time to, to, um, you know, create a, a garden together. I mean, even weeding is actually fun, although that can be a little more of the numbing, but I, I can't like create things, but I love weeding. Like it makes me feel so satisfied to like pick up weeds. So, right. yeah. Clear space. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No, I like that too. 
Um, I, I think even, you know, finding a space in your home that this can be your little sanctuary, you know, find a space, um, a room in itself or just a corner of a room where you can light candles or maybe have some essential oils or just a really create a sort of a peaceful center, you know, where you can um, have your meditation or you can bring the family in and say, we're just going to... Um, calm ourselves and center ourselves and, and get creative with that space. You know, bring in flowers that are blooming from outside or, um, you know, just you, your imagination is the limit um, and have just an intentional calm space. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. And that could be done together, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so, oops, sorry, that was a loud noise. My ring hit the table. Um Another thing that I was thinking, like, you know, listening to music or playing music together, making videos, um, yeah. there's like, if you have little kids at home, a friend of mine was showing me this website. I can't remember what it is now, but there's like a ton of virtual, um, oh gosh, what do you call it? Um, virtual tours, um, but like. Like when, you, oh, school trips, like virtual trips you can do, like zoos, art museums. I forget what she was calling it. Um, but then I think the other thing that's that's really important is, you know, how, how to use technology like we're doing now to connect with people. So, you know, we don't have to use this just for just for work. Um, this This is a great way to connect with families, friends, and families, all our friends, and, you know, people that, this is a great time, like, it's, it's sad that we don't do this all the time, but why not use this time to connect with people who we don't live near? Like, we should be doing that all the time when we think, you know, if we think about it, but using right. technology um, to really help us connect. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think people will, people connect via text or email, um, you know, phone calls some, but not as much. And I, I think this is giving us an opportunity to do just that, connect in a more personal way, even though it's remote. Um, and I think it'll become a new normal for people um, instead of, you know, just texting here and there or social media. Um, so it, it is much more intimate, um, than, you know, than those other ways. So yeah. Right yeah, I I think so. Um, it, I definitely think it's more intimate. I mean, I think texting is great to make plans and to kind of keep up with oh. people for sure. But I mean, yeah, like when we met last week as a group, I mean, I was like, oh, I really, you know, it was so nice to like see everybody's face and, you know, know yeah. that everybody was healthy and we still got to chat and kind of catch up. And so, right. yeah, like using technology um, for a positive way. I mean, I'm, I'm so used to, um, you know, we, we work in sex and, and love addiction and we have a lot of porn addiction here in the practice. So I'm used to technology being not our friend. And so it's really a great way to remember that, Hey, this is, this is really fabulous. And you know, what a gift this is that we have this wonderful, um, resource to us during this awful pandemic. Right. Well, and I think it's going to be really interesting when this is all over how society changes and how our use of technology changes. Um, um, and just our, um, 
maybe a greater understanding of how our needs have gone unmet and and what connecting means um, for everybody. So I, I don't, you know, it'll just be interesting what ha- what changes take place. It's hard to say. Yeah, I agree entirely. Um, I, I think it will be interesting. And, um, you know, we're just going to have to all, you know, keep our notes and figure out what's best for everybody. And, um, you know, hopefully people will learn some things. We'll all learn something about ourselves that'll give us more awareness as to, you know, how we need to meet our own needs um, when we're out of this and all this is over and how we can better show up for ourselves and for people that are, that are um, in our lives, in our relationships. Um, oh, you're breaking up. Okay. Okay. Am I back? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're, we're going to not tempt fate if, if we're, if we're losing, um, our, our, um, internet I zoom has been, everything's been so busy that I think that it has been breaking up the past couple days. Okay, Allison, thanks so much for chatting and I will talk to you soon. We'll talk again next week. Okay. Sounds great. Bye. Thanks. Bye.